I am proud to present Ezra and Keith in Cinemush. Thank you for tuning in. They are about to smush. Are you ready? That sounded like the call of <laughs> some Madagascarian monkey. Off to a great start. Da, 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 da. That's jazz, right? Sad trombone. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, wait, let me turn it up. Actually, I realized last time it was pretty quiet. What was that? That's the one I wanted. That was fun jazz, right? Yeah. Wait, do it again. No. Oh, that's a pause. Yeah. It's the girl. Okay. See, you have to hold down. See, we're learning, everyone. Are you guys getting it? High tech. High tech. Mm-hmm. Woo. Woo! Well, first of all, to start like a normal podcast, um, how the hell are you? What have you been doing? Anything interesting? Should we talk about a fun thing we did a couple days, a few days ago? Yeah, we could. Yeah, I've been watching Fast X, so that's you've not. been watching it like a TV show in little installments. Yeah, like half an hour before bed every night. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I have seen the one shot of Dominic um, and some child driving down the face of maybe the Grand Hoover Dam, or that just that's called actually that's just called the Hoover Dam. I, I don't think I've gotten there. Yet. Um, and Spoiler. it's all CGI, and the camera is like a fly going through the pipes, through the, along his hand, <laughs> out the window, like yeah. And it was. I was like, okay, this is this is something. This I'm is just. Something. I am a fat. I've seen every single Fast and Furious movie. I never have. Should I? I. It was the right place at the right time, and I really. You know what? The, f- when Paul Walker was still alive, and then when Justin Lin took over. Yeah, that's the people say that that's when the crack happened. Yeah, there's like a little lull before they reset with like Fast and Six. Furious, or like when they before five, like the oh, one before five or something. Fast five. Yeah, because Tokyo Drift kind of marked a reset, I think. Four Fast, Four but Furious. I think you'll so. love two. Everyone loves two. Two is like is two is the Keith one. No, two is three um, is Tokyo Drift. Two is too fast, too furious. Two is the intro of, I believe that's when Ludacris and um, Tyrese get into it, and I don't think Vin Diesel's in that one. <gasps> well, he's and, in the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. But it's like Paul Walker in Miami, and there's no. Vin Diesel yelling outside, whatever. It won't. Someone be was up. shot on the two blocks away, like that, a couple of nights it'll ago. Happen. That'll go ahead and happen sometimes. Yeah, it's been a while in my lifetime since well, it happened. You near moved to well, well it used to happen. City. I mean, it used to happen where I grew up all, all the time. But anyway. On Flatbush, sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially Labor Day times. Oh, and the party um, when the, when the th- things got a little heated. Yeah, beefs. But sure. yeah, I'm a Fast and Furious. I'm fighting the allegations that I'm a snob. Sorry. Yeah, you are. Those I've seen all of them. No, you are. And I, I've yet to see one I didn't like. Um, Vin Diesel. Is it? Is he? Ju- I mean, he seems like a sad, lonely, gay freak. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Amen. Um, Amen to that. The Drunken Love. Is he in the Drunken Love video? Girl. I've seen he's it. He's not in the Drunken oh, okay. Love video. What are you he talking made about? a Drunken Love video. Sister. 
Sister, sister, sister. Wait, was that one? This is good enough. This is perfect to do on air, actually. This is perfect. His, there's this part in one of the movies where he falls from like many, many stories or off of a highway onto his back. And it's just like the strongest back in the game. Because he gets up like nothing happened. No. I don't want the Grubhub app. I know. Bleep. Well, it was it's just some. You need to. You know I have YouTube Premium. We should have just done this do. for my Sorry, iPad. I pay for everything else, but not this. Yeah. It had to be the camo shorts past the knee, with the wife pleaser on. Wait, this was when it came out. Correct. I think I've seen this. <laughs> Look at him shake it. This is a video of a gay guy trying to ask him act mask. Do you remember guys. the neighbor who he ends up with in punks? Yeah. That's this man. Vin Diesel is that man. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen the tooth fairy? Is that the one? That's that's him and no, the tooth fairy's the rock. He has his own daddy daycare or whatever. He's got his no, shit. well, where he's like, yeah, his his children's movie where he's the he's like, I'm the big guy. I'm Iron Vin Diesel. What the fuck These is it called? These kids are driving me crazy. It's called like the pacifier or something. The pacifier, yeah. yeah. Saw that in theaters. No way. Screening. Uh, that's what. That's so weird. So random. Yeah. He's a his first mm-hmm. film role is he's an uncredited extra in Awakenings. Have you seen Awakenings? Yeah. With Robin Williams. I love Awakenings. That's a fucking banger. I love Awakenings. De Niro, one of his best. That's a weird movie. It's cool. I like it a lot. It's a let's just type of movie that wouldn't really get yeah. makes sense to right, you know what based I w- on Oliver Sacks. Yes. Who the scientist. Um, yes. Who this is the right person. Yes. Okay. My parents should got to shake his hand at some benefit when they were at USC. Yeah. Um, I think my parents might have had a connection to That's, I wonder. My mom, also, my mom also shook Paul Newman's hand because for a similar like thing at the medical thing because. You sure she only shook his hand? Yes. It was at a, it was at a dinner where like he was, ho- that he was hosting for this organization for drug rehabilitation because his son had passed away from an overdose. Because he and seems so, like a Bill Clinton where like, I don't. Did does anybody just shake their hand? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, my mom said she looked into his eyes and just about uh, fainted. Of course. Yeah, and of course she was like this big. If fans if, of the podcast if, will know how short my mom is. If Paul Newman was your real dad. <gasps> I would love that. Um, uh, but it's not. I, I, I mean, I look too much like my mom, I, I, so I wouldn't be able to tell. Yeah, exactly. I'm saying like you don't look any. You don't look much like your dad at all. No. Maybe the forehead, but no, it doesn't really. That's a Christian. It's, it's a, a cook side too. It's a cr- it's a cook side. No, no, it is the Christian cook. So that is my dad's. Thank you, Dad, for this. Even though they say it's from your mom's dad, I've never really believed. Oh, that. that's all of that is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anyway, I had an interesting thread. I have an interesting thread to talk. I want to talk about perspective and circumstance because that is what I think about when we talk about festival season. Right? Yes. And funny enough, we just did something that made me really think about perspective and circumstance, which is walk. You walked more than I did, but I did almost 
the entire trip to tip Manhattan. Yes. Something that really alters your perception of the size of the city. Small. To me. It's small. Small. You could, it took a few hours. You know what I mean? It's just, it's crazy. And it's how, like, like 15 miles. And even like to see how quickly the buildings go from tiny to you're under them. Like that was really like, yeah, downtown. You can just walk that. Um, and also thinking about what I was, when people come visit New York and they're like, oh, it's only three miles away. We'll get there in five minutes. No, you won't be. <laughs> and it's like, you no, go to you like, won't. you go to Tulsa, shout out to the Tulsas. Well, cause every street is 65 miles per hour. Yeah. yeah so you're, you're, bam. I remember when I was in Detroit as a teen and there were, there's no, po- it seemed like at that time there just were no police in Detroit and there huh. were no cars <laughs> on the road. Oh well, yeah. It and is, it was it just does like, give apocalyptic you could literally vibes. go 150 miles per hour and, those whole region, those whole neighborhoods it's changed in Detroit now a bit, that are, but they were abandoned. It's crazy. It, seeing abandoned schools Yo. at large, abandoned office buildings. Well, it's insane just that like uh, uh, in the entire an entire industry births this big town and then they, it just disappears. They're like, uh, we can make money, more money elsewhere. Like I feel everybody like everybody goes like yourself. that at some point because of the steel. I'm sure, thing. but I think I they really. It's just weird that in twenty whatever teen. That a ghost, a ghost, a major city could partially become a ghost. Town. Right. That was like New York when my because my grandfather grew up in Ohio and that's where his family would go to like see theater and to like experience culture was New to York. go to Detroit. Oh, of course. And now what's there? They're trying. They've been trying to like get artists to move out for the last few years. And but you know why I was there that time? What? To see Charlie Sheen live. Hell at the Fox Theater. Fucking yeah. On his on his like I'm by winning tour. I'm not bipolar. I'm Oh my god, in the heat of it all. And he was selling merch. I had like a one of the uh, like some beanie. He was a meme king. He got booed off the stage and left fifteen minutes in because he insulted Detroit. (gasps) <gasps> of course <laughs> you have to but come on everyone but for i feel like for detroiters it is uh it's deep it's deep well you go to certain it's midwest especially midwest towns and cities it's like and i, I think comedians face that a lot <laughs> and they deserve it because fuck comedians but it's like don't go to a small town and insult well just one not apologizing. There's no apologizing. They're all trash. They're all garbage. no. But we love jokes. We are lo- good. <laughs> yeah, and that never changes. If a joke is good, and Let's isn't get to bite, bitch. <laughs> oh, bet you didn't think I would pull that again, did you? <laughs> Look at that. Some I'm blowing bubbles for this. Is I'm just trying to. I feel like people will be like, no, he's not. We need more gimmicks so that they can watch the like. Oh, you'll you'll see if I'm blowing bubbles or not. We need more gimmick. We need more like. What is that like that they do on like the film TikToks of film podcasts where they're like, We're once did you know this lore? We're going to go into this mysterious yeah. lore. Did you know that Keith's mom fucked Paul Newman? Sorry, <laughs> sorry, 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 Marcia. Sorry, sorry. No, she's laughing. She's I love kidding. You. She's laugh, laugh, laughing at that. I'll give you my kidney. <laughs> <laughs> There's an... That I saw spike on the mic. Yeah, because I fucking hate it here. Bro. We're in the window open season, which is like, uh oh, here it comes. Like our podcast is gonna be beep beep wee wee. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, man. Like, and just help me. Yeah. 
god, somebody help me. Jesse was, there was one night where this guy was just yelling help on the street, and Jesse did his, like, should I he help? Called, and he called the police, like, or he called 911. Well, I'm sure he was one of a few. Yeah, and, like, they, they well, did help. Everyone they did says, help. Everyone says someone else is calling, and then no one calls. Well, I mean, let me not get too fatalistic about the state of our beautiful city and how I, whose hands is it in? Speaking of, that's what I watched because I did watch the, also in installments over a week, I watched The Dark Knight Rises as well. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, That's a fun one. Underrated. I'll say it. Yeah. It's better than the first one. That's true. Yeah. People were so, but like nothing could match. Like people just can't. Well, the Dark Knight is the best, but they're, none of them are. They're all on the same spectrum. Yeah, his. I think his movies are all on a, his own. Little Dark spectrum. Knight gets away with at some points. Like you, it, it makes it's the it's the one where it's easiest to forget that it's kind of goofy. Oh, um, so. so I think people were mad when when the third one was a little goofy, and it's like, baby, this, these are comic book movies. Literally, but they're also, but they're like. Just really sleek and beautiful. They're elevated, yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of, in rewatching it, I was like, it's kind of what he was made to do. Yeah. Like, it really clicked. He really did the best job he probably could do. Mm-hmm. Maybe like a Greta, s- like Greta Gerwig with Barbie. Those are still probably the best superhero movies for a certain kind of whatever best. What could be, I mean. I mean. Um, I, don't, I couldn't think of anything <laughs> that could, that would be better. Yeah, I guess. I just wanted to be alt and be like. Yeah, but no. See, Resident Evil is a video game movie, so it's not Hancock. Oh my god! (laughs) Um, Fast Color Mm. isn't that one by Gina Prince Blythewood about superpowers? Is that what it's called? Is it with with the the girl Gugu Mbatha-Ra? Beach Gugu Gaga. (laughs) Um. Don't just fast color. I was right. Yeah, her super. Well, no, it's by Julia Hart. I was about to say I know Ooh. every Gina Prince like the movie, but it's just it's because it's Google. I get it mixed up with. Of course, fast beyond color the beyond the lights. Sorry, <laughs> and purple. That's on a the, superhero. Purple movie. on the poster. Sorry, everyone. Nate Parker, superhero. Oh, he's the love interest, isn't he? He's the cop turned bodyguard. <laughs> love interest. Yeah. Anyway. You're peeking. Oh, sorry. So that'll go. Um, yeah. I literally introduced this idea, and then we just flopped on it once again. Talking about why the people walk. can't. That's why people can't listen to this podcast and call it unlistenable. Yeah. But don't <laughs> you think there's something there sorry. about like perspectives are warped at film festivals, and like 100%. it always leads to the same snafus that are unavoidable, where everyone at the festival is like, yeah. Like yeah, just because of the excitement, because everyone's there, because they like the filmmaker, they have a different context. There, maybe the celebrities are there. That every, it's just like the lights are shining in your face. It's like so much flashier, and you're like, this movie is gonna be huge. Yeah, and then like no one cares. A hundred percent. When you watch, especially these days when everyone's watching it all on their phone, streaming, right? Yeah, yeah. But I it think it goes multiple ways. There's so many different weird little things that happen. Like a good example is I. You know, have you ever heard of butter? Yeah, Jennifer Garner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ty Burrell. This was Kristen Shaw. Yeah, this was a a little Hugh Jackman. A little like Sundance indie kind of a thing. And it was at Telluride. 
and I saw it twice. I didn't think it was. You saw it twice? Just because I had extra time and there was nothing else really showing. I'm dead. So you're like, I'll go back to butter. Yeah. And I was just like, whatever. And I was young. I was a teenager. And it's just like that movie in my mind, that movie never came out. And it was just like, why was it? And I, I think there were probably people who like darling did a little bit of like, Oh, this is going to be like a comic, like worry, a little darling. Well, no, like it's going to be a little like darling comedic indie. Oh yeah. And it had like a stacked cast. Right. But those films are, but it was trash. Yeah, of course. Like and the era for that films ended up for that kind of, those kind of films ended a while ago. Yeah. But it, I mean, that's an era that's just like, it almost feels like that's a Netflix movie though. Totally. Like, that movie would still be made today. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh God. But what I just watched also was Heartburn. Yeah. With Mike Nichols. Yeah. Yeah. Nora oh, Ephron. Oh, Jack and Merrill. So good. Oh, that's and funny. that's a movie that will never, that does not exist anymore. Yeah. And that was a Paramount release. Mm-hmm. And that's a sad loss. That movies like that just are not theatrical releases no. and also wouldn't be made just because it's like it is a niche and that kind of sardonic rom like that culture just doesn't exist anymore that the taste for that tone i don't think it's just gone like people want to be fucking pacified the world is on fire well and also like, if it is gonna get made it has to be youth it has to be passages. Yeah. It has to be. Wait, there's no more middle age exactly. cinema anymore. What the fuck? Except for Nicole Olaf Center. And she, she makes one movie ten every, every ten five years. to ten years. Yeah. Oh, and it's man. like I it's just that is appalling to me because I think like even now it's like who I don't know, I I think middle aged stories matter. are fascinating. They and they matter. matter. They matter. They just <laughs> matter. <laughs> Jack Nicholson as a deadbeat husband. I mean, he, he is, played it. And he's so, many so good at he's it. Great. And that's a, I was saying this to my dad and also to our mutual friend of just like Jack Nicholson in his rom-com or like as good as it gets, I think it was Ron Howard, like him as a non over the top character. Yeah. Hits for me. It hard. does. About Schmidt. About Schmidt. The, um, Something's got to give the Nancy Myers mm-hmm. with Diane Keaton, mm-hmm. and that's that just fuck. like who would that be in today's society? Who, what actor would take up well, that space? No one with that lore, because like the, it's so complicated with Jack at that point because yeah. he's already been this like Brando esque. I guess figure. Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, I guess that's kind of because he'll yeah. do the master. When he does. Yeah, but then he'll do the her. Bo is afraid be, and be kind of like come the, on, come on, come on, come on, and be like the every the whatever guy, and then he'll be do. You, and he's you a never weird looking here. guy. Like Jack Nicholson is a weird looking yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, but different. So like Jack, Jack is all, but is is like a wolf. He looks like the wolf from Goldilocks. Like he's there's this no sorry the wolf from Little Red Riding Hood. Sorry, it's. A, Bears in Goldilocks isn't Embarrassing it? for you Whatever it's the same shit It's a little white bitch <laughs> And large animals Predators mm-hmm. Um, But the thing <laughs> The thing about it, There's this moment in Heartburn Where like he does his Jack Nicholson face To yeah, his yeah. newborn child <laughs> and, it's great. and I just wanted to oh, like I wanted to just record it and send it to you Because I was like that's this so is funny. hilarious That's so good I love Meta Oh my god wait Another tangent, another tangent. You know what? Whatever. 
Are we talking about pers- do we plan anything? No, okay. Is this podcast listable and followable? You be the judge. It's not my it's not my business. <laughs> Sorry, Peter's dad. <laughs> I know. We love you so much. I, I hope you're listening, King. He did say that our last two rapid fire ones were our best. Well, I think and I think we should have a more like just watching something and going off about it. We'll do that, but Yeah. You know, sometimes we just need a breather. Whatever. We need a little breather. Um, but speaking of, I just like, I love topical. I love when movies re- like wink at pop culture to the, like about the actor that like, yeah. that just doesn't happen anymore. Cause there's not actors with lore like that anymore. There's no, like mm. they're, they're not as towering, like modern celebrities really come and go. You know what I mean? And I was reminded of this when watching, I think from 1946 or earlier, Arsenic and Old Lace. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it? The Cary Grant. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking hilarious, first of all. Of course. Rotten. Nasty and rotten. I was truly oh, shocked yeah. at how I mean you go how back to it has with like serial murder. Yeah. Really funny. Um but And that, kind of more rewatchable than a lot of movies. Or oh holds God, up in yeah. ways more so than movies so of that era. Holds up. Yeah. That's what that's what I and the yeah. part that really gagged me was that the one of the major bits is that that character who was like a feral little child and got too much plastic surgery accidentally now looks like Frankenstein and has the compulsion to kill people and everyone's like and they they keep mentioning like is that Boris Karloff and stuff like that like mm. it, it's very explicit yeah um I just loved that I was like oh I know this fucking killed in the 40s everyone was screaming yeah because he's like boom boom <laughs> and then he's like don't say it because I never because ever thought the film was like you remind me of someone and he's like I know <laughs> and one thing about a film going audience is they love that self referential yeah. callback yeah repetitive drivel not in that case but sometimes it is you know what I mean where sometimes it's just like do we need to simply be regurgitating old themes <laughs> and old ideas yeah but if you but the right way is in like a silly throwaway joke where like, oh, it's like in a movie like that where yes, you yes. use using a recognizable image that that you you're all on the same page and it yeah. doesn't have to be yeah. laid out but everyone's like oh, in a I comedy yeah. 100% yeah absolutely see what do we have now that's like that it died with like meet the spartans and those films and like mm. scary move the scary movies <laughs> <laughs> hit so good so good so good the wayne's brothers when Simon Rex walks out of the door in the classroom and then you just see a giant box of colored pencils just smash against the door because, you know, it's Brenda's the t- teaching. Regina Hall yeah, yeah, is yeah, teaching yeah, the class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now who the fuck did that? That All her line readings. As Sherry Shepard said to, to Tina Fey on 30 Rock, don't do impressions of other races, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So how can you not? Cindy... The TV is leaking. No, what? never mind. I'm beating this bitch up. What happened to Anna Ferris? What did Chris Pratt do to Anna? her? What did Chris and Pratt do to her? I don't know what she's doing. She's now raising their children. Because he's with the Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Or the Ka- Catherine. Yeah. Anyway. He sounds like a really. Um, anyway, yeah. I want to talk to because I want to go back to this because I do know I, there's so much here. Okay. With, with the weirdness of festivals, especially today, and what they used to be, do, can we talk about that? I know you have things to say, especially be going to festivals in your youth so often, where especially Just where you were one. straight up not knowing shit. 
Of course. And going walking into stuff. And then were you paying attention to how, like how the reaction went forward? Because like it's never how you expect. I mean, it was very. It's a very niche view. In, because, unless it is. <laughs> Sometimes it is. Because I only went to the Telluride Film Festival, which is a weird little haven. But it yeah. is so like. No, it gets the you dolls. You were going while it was becoming like yeah. the yeah. major doll. Yeah. You I know? mean, I remember the year the king speech was there and i feel like that set a trend for a while of like the, the Oscar, best picture, best picture winner, winner would be at Telluride. and it and then toronto really fucked them up because toronto was like well Never if mind. you want the north american premiere or if you want mm. to show it you can't do both right you cannot do t- tiff or, yeah you can't do tiff and so that really fucked but Telluride up a bit do no and then they st- i mean but they have good deep connections like no and and I think they figured it out. I think that was just like a, a heated moment between the two festivals. Uh, uh, oh but I mean, the first year I went to Telluride, Juno played. And you were I'm trying 10. to remember what else. Yeah. Oh my God, 2006. Yeah. And then we went for a few years, stopped going. And then I started going uh, just with my dad in mm-hmm. a high school, like 127 hours, King's Speech. Took my little pick with James Franco because I was 14. Then you were like, I love Pineapple Express. Well, I just was like, yeah, he's... He's the king. Freaks and Geeks. Oh, sure. So mm. you really went deep. Yeah. Because well, I... I love that. But... And and with the year Butter was there, I was like, Modern Family was on. So I was like, I need to meet Ty Burrell. <laughs> <laughs> and he was really nice. Okay. So those are... Yeah, okay. Thank you. But anyway, um, so I... See? Wait, pause. No, no, we can just well, just 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 let it just cut out the dead air later, okay? Maybe you can tell funny stories while I'm in there. Oof, that's tough. Oh my god. Ooh, that really puts me on the spot. I want to think if I have a good story about Keith. Hmm. He's really consistent. He doesn't. He doesn't come out of pocket. Like what you get is what you get. You're not, you're not gonna get some crazy story about some wild thing that he did. Because mm. even when we went back to his hometown, yeah, he just, and that's one thing that's great about Keith is he does really stay consistent. What you get is what you get. Oh, okay, we're back from our break. Maybe, and if Ezra actually sits down, we do have to continue talking about what we were talking about, which was the the tell you ride of your life. <laughs> I just want to. Oh my god! Unlistenable, 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 unlistenable episode of unlistenable podcast. <laughs> and that ties into what I was about to say because I just what? wanted to point out how shitty of a job I did of trying to like carry while you were in the bathroom for a few seconds for a few seconds and I just turned it it off (laughs) I couldn't my brain was just off release the tapes okay well I'll leave it in but it's just me like I was like can I come up with a fun story about Keith and then just silence and then and then darkness well I was like no because it's all the same all the time it's a consistent output of what you get is what you get (laughs) it's not like here's some kooky story of Keith being quirky because he's you're always you that's exactly right which you is really thank get god me. Yeah. yeah you really get me um anyway 
Oh shit! Go ahead. So you know, what were we talking about this year? I also because of recent events, oh, I want to yeah. talk about the weird new thing of like uh, these days being a festival hit is so far from being a guarantee of any success. Like it's yeah. been like that in the past, but these days it's like truly you can't predict at all. It might especially not get when your ass gets picked up by Netflix, like has happened now with with Todd Haynes' new film, May December, and, and Linklater's new film Hitman, Hitman. which everyone is like. Should be seen with a crowd, major pleaser. Should be should be slaying theaters. But and if you if someone's fuck? giving you twenty million dollars and you're Richard Linklater, you're like, yes, please. Right. He complained about his last Netflix film, Apollo Ten and a Half, which was really good. I didn't watch his animated film, his most recent film. Oh yeah, I heard it was good. It's good, but nobody watched it. And that's and the he thing. Said it, he was like, it was really sad that like. He's like, friends didn't realize I'd released a film. He's like, that's when I knew something was wrong. <laughs> I mean, you need to get yours, but at the same time, like, I don't know. We need to, I was talking about this with someone recently of just like, and I don't want to talk about this now at length, but of oh. like, what will the system, like, especially with the strikes, with the streaming of it all, what will the like structure of, the business of filmmaking in the United States look like in the future. It's strange. I think it'll obviously be some bastardization of what it is already, but Uh, like I want, I want like more companies that were like a 24 in its early days of like, or like Blumhouse as a model, which it doesn't really work outside of horror. I think. Mm, Yeah. But like, you know, making movies, with a low ceiling mm-hmm. and a low overhead that are that are still like cost money and are st- you know it but it doesn't have to be this high concept high like return piece like a, yeah, everything all, all, all at once or like um, well that was like kind of a I don't know. That wasn't quite typical, but it's like that's no. It's not typical, but it's like but it's a high concept, you know, in the realm of franchise studio releases. Yeah. Yeah. So it's gonna like, you know, it's like we're gonna, or like a Barbie or an Oppenheimer, where it's like, what what are these movies? Um, Like we said, with like I was saying before, with Heartburn being released by Paramount. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> never again but no. what is there a way for a company to exist and make money releasing films like that yeah they're all now they're all um it's the h24s the neons and yeah. the utopias yeah um but i but but it's back f- to just fun note on oppenheimer you saw that it's now officially the highest grossing biopic ever made ever released wow you know do you know what it's you know what it overtook so for number one? Ooh, good question Something from the 21st century? Yeah, babe. Made by a a guy? Like a, a director? Um, half made, abandoned, picked up by someone else. Oh, um, the Freddie Mercury one? <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. The great Brian Singer. Yeah. The great um, Brian Singer. <laughs> he should have stuck Quir- to raping and not directing. Because he was clearly much better at the former. Do you want me to take that out? <laughs> no, that's good and funny. Do you want me to take that out? No, that's good and funny. And this is a room shot. 
Um, fuck him. Um, I was gonna say that he's a queer icon. Don't. <laughs> Because like you know, Freddie I said Mercury, that about I, just like I said that about Isaiah Washington last week, and you know all the horrible things he said and done. I don't. Oh, well, I, I know part of it is that he said some insanely homophobic things. Of course, and that's why I'm he like, has a he right, is a sorry. queer. Icon. Yeah, you know that guy on TikTok. That I'm not white, gonna. Yeah, you know that white gay guy on TikTok who will like go through pop stars or go through like Disney princesses and be like, "Can they say faggot?" Um, and he'll rank that's them a classic by who's most um, allowed to say it, or like, "Oh, she can say it." It's so obvious. Oh, I need her to say it to me. Yeah, exactly. It's it's basically all because that's very that's very you. Yeah, it's just with like Isaiah <laughs> Washington and Brian Singer. One can, one can't. Literally, literally, and it's not who you would think. Brian Singer can say it. No, it's it's Isaiah yeah, of Washington. Of course, can say that's it. what I thought. Yeah, that's yeah. what you just said. <laughs> and he's actually right when he's saying it. He's right. Um, Points are being made anyway. But yeah. That's crazy. But you mean Rhapsody. I mean, and I think, I don't know. I, a lot of it just makes, makes me sad and it is what it is. It's weird. I mean, like crazy that Michael mm. Mann's new film, the Ferrari biopic is a neon release and they picked that up pretty deep in like just a month before it, it came out at Venice. Like, it's really weird to me that that movie is not like that is Warner rough. Brothers. I'm like, what's going on here? Why is why does Neon have Michael Mann's Ferrari? Like that just doesn't right not sitting right in my spirit. Because who had Ridley Scott's Gucci? Yeah, it was somebody like Sony Universal, yeah. I think, or someone or like one that. Of the big one of the big guys. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. I think it was WB because Gaga has been at only Warner Brothers so far. Where's yeah. she, what's where's what's her where's her label? Huh? What what label is she signed to? Oh, I don't know. Because if they were, I thought uh, it was Interscope. Isn't Interscope Girl, or Warner? Don't ask me. Isn't Warner Media? I don't know. Isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. Because the Jimmy Iovine biopic was on Bradley and and Todd Phillips are are all Warner Brothers, so she's she's just been riding that mm. queen. Anyway, excited for Joker two. I'll I'll go see it with you. I'm excited. Can we see it together? I because I'm not going to see it otherwise. Oh, of course. Okay. Um. Yeah. Um. Maybe that. Maybe at the screening. Maybe at the the press screening at the little. And maybe they'll come again. <laughs> well, Gaga, she's coming to. The, she's coming to do press. Yeah. That girl is not saying no to any screening opportunity. Right. Any. She's 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 saddling herself. She's campaigning. That girl doesn't know what it's like to release a film and not campaign for it. She literally doesn't. Yeah. Three for three. She's like the Gucci campaign was something that was iconic. Of course, yeah. And it's like it's and one it of those things where it's like, yeah, snubbed. it's kooky, it's crazy, but like, great. Thank yeah. God. Yeah, I know. Thank thank God, some fucking food. She's um, not spitting on people. She's not like. She's not like yeah. Jared Leto. Yeah. Um. Although they were. Jared Leto. They're they were. I saw them both at a screening and they were fucking the whole time. They were like, and everyone else was clearly like, these fucking people, we need to kill them both. I mean, they're <laughs> so embarrassing. Yeah. Anyway. We um, could just turn this into a celebrity gossip podcast. Let's do it. I mean, I still, I still have things on my mind as far as the festival stuff, especially like all the hot topics of this year. Um, I mean, there's so many things I'm excited about. Well, but there's it, also, I'm just thinking, season, like, there's so many things at the festival that, like, 
people just won't get tickets to, even though to me, the material is right there. There's just, it's just sad to me that there's this tier of like great auteur filmmakers that I feel like 10 years ago there, there would have been like a big audience for. And now if it's not blowing up on film Twitter, if it's not poor things, if it's not all of the strangers, right. if it's not any Janet planet, if it's not these things, then people don't give a fuck. And I'm like, like it's just, I was noticing this morning cause all the tickets went on sale. And so I'm checking which screenings have sold out first. Um, and it's very typical. It's, it's just like, it's crazy to me that the new Chelon, you know, like one of the great consistent auteurs, you know, Nuri Bilga Chelon. Oh yeah. yeah like yeah, once yeah. upon a time in Anatolia, winter yeah, sleep, yeah. blah, 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 on, 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 on. Uh, that his new film. That's just, you know, just as a claim people like don't care about. It's just weird to me. I'm like, what I don't know what happened to the audiences who um like they who who like stick with a filmmaker and keep up with their work. I um, mean, with a filmmaker like that, though, I mean, I know it's challenging. Well, no, but also People like are like you long Yorgos Lanthimos is. It's just interesting how people become a true like product, a cult, a cult classic, but in a way, or a cult favorite, but in a way that that's not cult even cult is. It's not. It's so it's mainstream. Everyone. Yes, it's like Sam Levinson. It's like. Yoros <laughs> Lanthimos. He keeps getting lashings. I'm gonna. It's hard. It's yeah, hard but to like, stay by his side these the, days. I mean, but people. I mean, for this foreseeable, like his shit is gonna get. You know what? At one time would be like a niche audience is not for for whatever reason, and I can't explain what makes it that way. Like why, yeah. a, like a Yorgos Lanthimos and not a Bilga. And do you know what else? You know what else? doesn't even have limited availability yet the new ryusuke hamaguchi right does not exist um i'm like damn fascinated why not i mean even because he's not he's not trendy he he does it his way i lied that was an hour ago now it's sold out (laughs) (laughs) there we go that would make sense to me because like in new york drive my car was fucking huge uh so there you go there you go justice is served um, oh my god These screenings How many times do they screen it Just once um, What Like that Three times minimum Oh okay Yeah um, So they're all sold out No just the one That the first one That I'm going to I haven't checked the rest Because I don't give a fork um, But that's the one I wanted to get you a ticket to So now I can't Sorry You know if you stand by You do If you stand by early enough You always get in Never What Never What are you talking about It's just not it's not in my not for the like if you stand by if you try and stand by for poor things that's not gonna happen of course but i but like, like I standing don't, by for the you don't want to do it you I'm wouldn't just never gonna stand, stand by i don't need to see it I will, i'll wait i'll just wait i don't get that well that's you that's you you you're your passion <laughs> of course it's worth it you are a festival darling i i can on ta- the other yes side of i the am i can talk you, about the the you know, like the weirdness of that festival screening, but it's what makes them electric. It's like, it's so different and crazy and lifted it's and like your world, not in reality. You're addicted. You're like, I'm addicted. Yeah. You are a, you're a true cinephile. Yeah. In that way. Yeah. You need to see it as soon as humanly possible. Yeah. And in the best, more, more importantly, in the best possible scenario, like I need to see that in the theater. I need to see the Hamaguchi in a the theater, but like, I'm not gonna I don't need to see it 
ASAP. It's not just it's that's so it's that is important, but it's not just about as quick as possible. It's it's mostly about the experience in the venue and yeah, the energy well, in the room. And well, experiencing something like you were saying originally, experiencing something in a festival context where everyone actually is is really excited. You yeah, know? it's your peers. Yeah, it's a an audience of y- your peers. Margot should didn't want them. I hear her digging. Just was scooping that out earlier too, but at least she's not doing it in Carmen's bed. Hey, that's good. You slayed that. <laughs> Look at you go. There <gasps> she is, dirty girl. Um, let's see what else. What else is piquing my interest? Um, can't wait to talk about Agro Drift after I've seen it. Can't What's that? fucking wait. The Harmony Crane. Oh, of course. Crazy AI non movie. Is that the Travis Scott thing or that's mm-hmm. Oh, okay? Mm-hmm. That that so many normal critics are being like, uh, I don't know, this isn't a movie. Uh what? F. And then and then festival goers are being like, This'll rewire your fucking brain, you gotta go. Um and, and Harmony Corinne during press being like, Yeah, I just wanna make shit that's based and I don't care about cinema anymore, I care about vibes. Everything is vibe based these days. I love it. She he said, I've been waiting for this moment in art. To, to utilize all these things for decades and now is my time to, to fuck around. Did he say that wearing that. a mask? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the demon mask that they're selling for hundreds of dollars. Um, you know that Eric Cohn, formerly head c- critic of IndieWire, has left IndieWire to full-time be one of the main creative directors of Edgelord, Harmony Corinne's new brand. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's fascinating. So he's doing the circuit with him. They're all wearing the masks. Um fascinating a random critic suddenly just is in harmony corinne's weird like experimental pro- art project brand sell out no no yeah no what do you mean sell. i think that's so cool no it's antithetical that's selling out it's antithetical to what it is to be a critic and it's why that's everyone why thinks like critics it. are a little like <laughs> driveling fuck boys who just want to like suck the teat of whoever's hot that's so eric cohen though that's like all i'm saying like but i'm you like betrayed your craft i, I am guy. still i love that i love that for him i think it's so you fun. betrayed your craft Except and he you're didn't a shill no well, no because like the whole thing with with the edgelord you know it's also edglrd edgelord um of the whole brand that. is that it's 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 like trying to Mm-hmm. Experiment and fund new ways of 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 like no. breaking forth cinema with like technology. Dope. I love Dope. that. I'm not saying anything bad about your little company. I'm just saying <laughs> to be a critic to <laughs> to make that shift is to sell out your art form. Sure, sure. And it's why uh, like uh, like I'm ter- like I. It's so telling and pathetic that Quentin Tarantino's final film i'm i'm nervous i'm curious what it's gonna be called the I mean, movie critic say that oh good the other ferrari showtimes are gonna be on sale soon okay i'm gonna get i'm gonna get into that sorry i'm just <laughs> uh yeah everyone's so keeps, sorry to peter's dad all of agro drift keeps selling out it's so it's gonna be so exciting they're only showing it at midnight at the festival which i love Great. i'm like that's really fun yeah normally they don't show anything at midnight i'm like a festival run by shills. Literally that one. Oh, New York? Dot, dot, dot. Well, yeah, but isn't that... To, aren't you just... Aren't you just describing all festivals at this point? Yeah. 
And at least and us. at least New York has Dennis Lim to do the real work. To show to to shill to not shill out, but to lift up some real powerful voices that people are not talking about. And it's good to be a shill in that way because Do you know what of what we're talking I'm about? I'm gonna make you on mad again. I'm not I'm not <laughs> mad. So someone at, was it, it was someone at work no it was someone i spoke to yes uh, yes okay it was a friend of, of olivia's who was at the the, the tip to tip walk yep. we were talking after at the, at the beer, beer garden and about that titan screening oh, yeah. randomly we figured out we were at the same one oh, wow. and both of them were like worst moderator and moderation i have ever seen i was like wait it was two people you were talking to <laughs> yeah. yeah i was like that it, it broke my brain open. I was like, I, I just about lost my mind. Uh, and we both have the same critiques. And I was like, so I'm not crazy. Thank God. Yeah. But like, you can't pick and choose. You can't like be like, I'm going to suck Eric Cohn's dick for going to Harmony. I don't come. No, 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 no. And, and well, I don't know. I don't care about, I don't care about him like that. It's just funny to me that like, that I love that someone just it's two switches of the gears like that. And you see that why that is right. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. Sure. Modeling sure. the Julia DeCarno. Mod, uh, I would respect Q&A that, that guy way. more if he joined Julia Jacoro's production company. I'd be like, "Money where your mouth is." Yeah, and otherwise, like, to me, it's all nothing. Sure, that's how I feel. Sure, except that n- he's not a critic in that way. In the no. same way, like he is a, he's more like a you or like yeah. a Dennis Lim or like a you know someone who's yeah, kind but he's of not an. I don't think he's an cinema. author like Dennis. <laughs> Being an, you be everyone's. An I want author. a cage match. I want to see them fight. There's a lot of authors. Should they be? Just because you're an author <laughs> hey. doesn't mean that you. Hey, he's an incredible. But I mean, like, not so. Then I add, he's not just someone who's gotten published. He's written some of the most compelling film writing I've ever read, and I have. We I were taught by a lot of authors. It doesn't mean I'm going to take their word as doctrine. Oh my god, you're so. It's just I'm saying like when it comes. Let's to like, just not. Let's just not tell ourselves stories about what it is. Let's just be honest about what it Whatever, is. Whatever. Sorry, I, I admire this. His brain, of and, course, and his 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 uh, goals with his programming. It's not about. I love Hong Song Su. Sucking them off, like Kent Jones was was more annoying about it back when he was director. He gave the vibe of like I just want to suck up and and go to dinner with all these people. Dennis, Dennis t- truly I'm not saying that does that's, not. I'm not accusing anybody of doing that um, per se. I just think it is a bad look. And I imagine a, a lot of these critics, a lot of these guys like Eric Cohn, have, they think their way is the way. They look down on a lot of people <laughs> who yeah. don't do it in the way they think they should. And I'm like, we well, you're not, actually, you're not actually a critic. Because I think to be a critic is to be an artist outside of the art form you're criticizing. It's not mm. the, the stereotype that yeah. you're, and to you're be a an failed, audience member first. You're a failed art maker. Yeah. It's yeah. a lie. And oftentimes it is true. Yes. And then those guys Are get never. really cagey and they suck. Well, right? we like, were, this is another thing that I feel like we must've talked about on spot, but like when it comes to, to yeah. people's opinions, like film lovers opinions are so should not never be trusted if they are also aspiring filmmakers. Cause yes. that person will go into every film experience saying, if this is something that I might want to try and do, yeah. then I'm hypercritical and I'm threat or I'm threatened by it. Yep. And I have to say it's bad. 
<laughs> and stuff like that. And then the filmmakers who have that little insecure, ignorant side of them yeah. turn around because of guys like that and because they turn around to and, and lump all critics into this category of that. And it's like, well, sorry, the greats in the form like a Roger Ebert like a Pauline Kale are really just are, lovers. They are scholars. They're lovers and they know how they have their tastes. Mm-hmm. They'll be wrong, mm-hmm. but that's part of what makes them great is that yeah. they're not coming to it with some unified perspective outside of this amalgamation of like you. And just like it's the more like general you. well-being of the art form, like truly the they, it of just the art such form. a respect for that and the respect that's for the, the nuance shit. within that and the various it's forms. It's the New it will York take. mindset. It's the New York mindset. Or it's just a thoughtful individual. Fuck variety. <laughs> Owen Gleiberman, suck my fucking I don't dick know who, and balls. I just want to make it clear to everybody listening. I have no idea who any of the people he's talking about are. Well, he can. He's he's the one of the you know like it's he's the variety critic. You know what sure, I mean? It's sure, like sure. so viral, so fucking. He's the one who makes the list. Variety makes a list every year. The worst films of, of the year and always it's just so fucking stupid and ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I think it's something we talk about with your gal Camille, which is like the critic and the philosopher are both. These are art forms that are individualistic in the person who's writing them. Yeah. But it's also they're presenting ways of looking at things, society, life, culture, movies specifically in a way that is their perspective, mm. but when they're greats in the form, even when you disagree with them and you don't think what they're doing, that opinion of theirs is right. right. You still respect that this is that you their opinion and from. their perspective is their art form. Yeah, exactly. And they do it in a way where it's like, mm-hmm. I can't just say, Oh, they think they could have done it better. Oh, they're jealous of this person's success. Because it's so wholly specific to them. Yes. That it's like it's authentic. And like you just said, it's because they are lovers of what they're writing about yeah. at large. Yeah, appreciators. It's really a really and important. they respect it. It's really important. And then the that's ca- why I do fully. I am compelled by by Camille's anti Sontag. Well, it, her Sontag in the '90s perspective, which was like Susan Sontag is not an appreciator of anything of the people that she's trying to speak to are appreciators of. So she's lost touch. I do fully agree with that. But it's not. <laughs> but see, that's also like that's just like also at the core of it is these. Is these but, two women in the same field mm. resenting each other, or her resenting Susan because they are? Oh, they like, resent each other, of course. And like Sontag pretended like she did, she didn't exist, right? On and, camera, and like <laughs> maybe you agree with that perspective of Camille's, but like I could just say, turn around and be like, well, if there's so much of what you've told me about what this woman writes and says where I'm like, it's wrong. I'm not going to tell you not to listen to her. I'm not going to tell you not to yeah. engage with her writing. Well, because no, that's why I have to like. That's true. That and it's the same with Susan Sontag. You can't. Well, there's a qualifier because with like Camille's argument about her, I agree that it's like you shouldn't listen to Sontag if she tries to talk about those things that she does. But, but when no, she still no, keeps talking, no, 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 that's no. no. Well, here, hold on. When she continues to, because t- Camille says like she's she's still in the '60s. She's a and her intellectualism is a little foreign now. But like for that brand, that there's still value in that kind of intellectualism, mm-hmm. like her very '60s kind of like. Right above like erudite, like there's still a lot of good ideas there. She's not completely worthless. It's just not connected to like the modern world. And but it, but in yeah. my mind, it is because if you're living in the modern world, even if you're coming at it from an outdated perspective, sometimes that perspective mm. to the modern or to the contemporary art 
Oh, of course. Interesting oh, well, that's why and no. is valuable. That's why her ideas, her 60s and 70s like statements about art and 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 consumption and audience and everything are will live forever because they're yeah. they they are universal. They're not tied to a specific time. And yeah. I think it it's like we're saying it's so perspective based. It's perspective based form. So it's like you can't write someone off for one thing. I mean, if you don't agree with their philosophy or their criticism, mm-hmm. don't engage with them. Mm-hmm. But if you agree with some and not others, you're not going to just like be like, well, it negates what I agree with, right? Like you can take your perspectives or your feelings about some of Camille's, the things you really agree with, the things you think are really beautiful and really on the nose, and then turn around and be like, well, <laughs> maybe the climate change denying isn't, but it doesn't mean <laughs> what you engage with in the first place yeah. is isn't valuable or right. isn't valid. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that people, Ooh, people gets get lost. Tricky. It gets tricky. Get lost. It gets tricky it's when because it's very I mean, humanist. Um, it's very yeah. human. Yeah. Very um, human. I want to come forward and say that I, for the first time in a long time, I want to see the new Woody Allen film. <laughs> After hearing about it, I really do. And I'll tell I mean, you why. I, it's a valid transition. So yeah. Tangent. I know because Unfortunately. He's been doing these stupid little romancy thingies. Um that, not even that don't quality. interest me. They're not good quality. And then but then now he has a new one that's definitely still like there's still a romance in it, I think, but it seems more loose, more silly, and more fun. And it's French and it's very genre and, and, and kooky and a little caper. And everyone at Venice was like, This is a everyone said like the, the repeated line was this is his best since Blue Jasmine. And I am fucking seated. And especially stars one of my favorite French actors, Melville Poupard. And you do know I love Blue Jasmine. Yeah. I do. And so do I. But I'm like, oops. Oops, going to be seated. But that's different. And, and, and crazy that like. that's different. That doesn't. That he's not playing at NYFF. Like that's. That's crazy. You know, because that used to be. I think. How many times do you think he's played New York Film Festival? 35 37 38 too many to count too many to count he's, even in my in new york, even he went to high school with my grandmother he's he, a new york staple like it is yeah but i think wonder wheel was a because gala. i know this isn't what you meant please but oh, when we're talking about <laughs> when we're i just put my finger now that's the laundry you sick fuck but i just <laughs> i found it i recovered just put the it finger. put it thank you put it in your pocket but when Sorry. we're talking about Camille Paglia, Susan Sontag, etc., we're talking about opinions, spoken words, which can be very damaging. But when you're talking about Woody Allen, you're Oof. talking about alleged crimes, yeah. alleged physical things. So it's yeah. like, I think when you talk about the art versus the artist, it's more complicated. It's so different in my oh, mind. Oh, yeah. I, was, I just brought it up because you were talking about people like... I, I did not knowledgeably move it from from ideas to yes. <laughs> actions, um, and because you have a because I was like know, I said a, let's get a little dirtier, and that's a conversation. That's something to to discuss that we have. Well, it's in the like past. what the fuck? I don't know if I need to right now, but well, like people be doing like I'm by 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 not buying that Woody Allen ticket, I'm not changing how humans are. I'm not going to affect, I'm not going to say now because I didn't buy a ticket to Woody Allen's new movie. 
all these other pedophiles didn't molest children. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, there's just sure. not a one-to-one. And so it's like, and it's know, like, I'm not going to tell you to not, buy it's the being t- released. I'm not going to tell you to protest. not buy the ticket. Yeah. I'm not going to buy the ticket. You're going to come with probably. You're curious. <laughs> Aren't you? I'm, cu- I'm, I'm very curious. I'm curious because I think the that- 90% of what he's made in the 21st century is actually just garbage, garbage. outside of any context of what he's been accused of, of or career. what he's done. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the, 100%. The horrible things. It's been garbage. Mm-hmm. And so it's like it's like with Dave Chappelle. His comedy is garbage yeah, now. Yeah, because it's not gar- comedy. <coughs> and so I'm very happy to... It's so much easier to cancel somebody when the content is trash. Yes, and they're, it's and so they're much fucked easier. up people. They're horrible people. Yeah, you buy the ticket. I'm not going to tell you to buy the ticket. I'm going to give you a kiss after the theater after you watch it. <laughs> Am I going to buy the ticket? Probably not. Uh, but I'm going to listen to some Michael Jackson tonight. <laughs> you're not compelled. Like I'm compelled because it finally seems like he has. It's like oh my god, he's being unserious again. Thank god you know what i mean but i think it's really I'm curious and i'm always curious what a really really old person produces yes i agree with that but it's mostly been like what trash what the first woody allen movie i ever saw was whatever works larry david what is this 2000? And it might be Amber Heard, but I'm not sure that it is. You have to check because I don't know. Whatever works. But it's Larry David. What the fuck is this? And I was very young and I saw it at a screening. 2009. It's Evan Rachel Wood. Evan Rachel Wood. Sorry, Evan Rachel Wood. And sorry, Amber Heard. So it's Heard, old guy, young. Yes, of course. And it's terrible. Oh. It's just garbage. But it's the classic. And so I hated Young, it, she's a runaway. She's a knife and he's and he's an old crotchety misanthrope and they fall. It's that. See, that's the Woody Allen thing where you're like, fuck, give it up. It's stop. Stop. You better stop. And that was the first movie of his I ever saw. Especially when they ran out of self-critique. I was 13, I guess, or 12. And I was like, I hate Woody Allen. This one, Irrational Man, same thing. Never saw it. Oh, actually, no, I did see it. I did Oops. see Irrational Man. I did see Irrational Man. But um, and so should we and then, watch a rainy day in New York for the the Timothy Chalamet, Selena Gomez, Woody Allen film for the for, for Selena? <laughs> um, I would rather. I said I wanted. I do want to do Blue Jasmine. I would do that with you. Oh, I would. Do I would that do Blue too. Jasmine with you. But that's a, I. So I came to it as a kid of like Woody Allen is trash. Yeah. And then as a tween, I watched, or as a few years later, I watched like Annie Hall. I mean, and I was like, hello. Well, I get it. There's but some it was interiors we were, is amazing when he was yeah, like, I'm gonna a make lot a of Bergman that, drama. His a lot of his early stuff in very different ways is really good. Yeah. But in our lifetime, he's been garbage. Except for yeah, except for um, Blue Jasmine, Vicky, and uh, Midnight in Paris. And Midnight in Paris still the most popular Woody Allen film on Letterboxd. It was fine. Really interesting. It's fine. It's better than most of the ones we, we will name. It's really pleasant. Yeah, era. it's really pleasant. Yes, it's for the the romantic. Should I catch up on literary my, so many fuckboys? I have a lot of the ones that I haven't seen. The peop- ones that people love, like Don't, the, the Purple Rose of Cairo. You have so much to watch in the world why go on the woody allen kick it's i mean it's it is culture and like of course but 
unfortunately, I am interested. There's a lot to see, of culture. I'm out interested there. to see the ones that he's the least in as his persona. Though, like like the Purple Rose of Cairo, I want to see that. That that are more like movies outside of his own weird little things. Because Annie Hall also doesn't hold up. No. It just it also is very revealing of like what I've talked about. Of like the, Once you see the whole picture You can't see it The self-deprecating Insecure little guy yeah. As monster Yeah and, and and knowing the other side But not seeing it in the movie Is, is disturbing And using the self-deprecation see, As I a love, weapon Give me See I'd always rather Choose a Jean-Claude Brissot Where it's the entire subject Well <laughs> like, And that's what my problem is With like The monstrosity The question is Is front and center Instead well, of only presenting oneself As, as the innocent party And there is so A gross. conversation to be had you know, pretending you're. Let's watch to Rome with love. <laughs> I've seen it, of course, because I'm I'm Alec Baldwin pilled. Did you see Magic in the Moonlight? Of course. You saw all the garbage ones. I didn't see. Did you see Cafe Society? No, I didn't see. That any was of the these. end. Wait, was Cafe Society the Jesse Eisenberg one? Uh, yes, and Kristen Stewart. I did see and, that. Okay. See, that. Yeah. see, look at me. Like I'm, I'm saying. I'm obsessed <laughs> with this vibe right now. People love deconstructing Harry. Oh, but he's in that. <laughs> and I think he pretends that what his early what is this? Get sorry. off your phone. I'm sorry. Get I'm, off I'm, your I'm discovering Woody phone. Allen films that don't exist. They exist. What is this? Christina Get, Ricci, Jason yeah. Biggs, Stalker. He's Channing. made a lot of movies. Oh Jesus. Anyway, he's he's prolific. <sighs> But I'm just saying, especially Relaxed. with his early movies where he's in it and he's presenting himself as he's presenting himself as the victim of like, because oh, yeah. he's a small self-deprecating oh, yeah. guy. And those oh, are the yeah. ones that are actually the hardest to watch. Oh, and, and little, little girls won't fuck me, but right. they will. And just, well, right. Like if I'm just an, kidding, I if, have risk. If I'm a self-deprecating intellectual, then I don't have to be a jock. Mm-hmm. Jocks are the real bad guys. Yeah. It's like, oh. And it's just it's just so sad when it doesn't go like but then again if if at the same time he features enough really compelling recognizable entertaining characters it can feel more full. And but, he changed, but then again knowing what we know about him it's really hard to ignore changed that. Yes. masculinity in cinema. Yes. Not for the better, unfortunately. You don't have a Judd Apatow without Woody Allen. Oh, obviously. You don't have an Alexander Payne without Woody Allen. Obviously. You know, the white, you don't, you honestly don't have. But then at the other side, hello, we have, we have Elaine May, right? Well, I'm saying there's a lot, there's a lot of different, but like, you know, Mm. I think I I look at Sideways as my example of this always because Mm. Paul Giamatti's the hero. (sighs) Thomas Hayden Church isn't the villain. But he's the like he is in a way. Yes. He's like the he's a, philandering, he's a bad guy. philandering like airheady. But he's actor a bad guy that, that you're like, ugh. But Paul Giamatti's character is actually the villain. Tr- true, a piece of garbage. True asshole. Reminds me of the, the new way Petzold. he just everyone go. If you watch him, just watch the scene where he speaks to his mother and then turn <laughs> it off because it's like, and that's your hero, and that's but what it's, Woody that's Allen the comedy. Did. Yes. And that's what Woody Allen. Yeah, it's the comedy, but it's also not just comedy. But I do, it's not. I would argue. Totally, but I would argue maybe it's just in because of the the tinge that he has on him, the stain on Woody Allen. But I I feel like that character and like the sideways the Alexander Payne thing is much more compelling and human. Um, 
Yes. Because it, it still comes back to, like, for Alexander Payne, that, that's, this is when you have the, the goyishness of it all, right? There this is this, the difference. Because he always comes back to sentimentality and emotion. And Woody Allen is all cynicism. Well, he was, though, the, right? of that generation, you're raised like a lot of, you know, immigrants and children of, especially of that era. That is sentimentalism or sentimentality is no, no. Yes. Because it's coming out of the 60s, too. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all. It's your Manson. No, no. <laughs> um, and it's yeah. also just like it's not productive. It's not valuable. You know, in a right. way, being a, you know, to be a harsh comedian, to be a um, Lenny Bruce, a Lenny Bruce or like to be a Woody Allen, Allen, to be a, a Mel Brooks, mm. you know, is except I think Mel Brooks actually engages with the sentimentalism. I was about to say, is, is and, a, and, and he's, he's an outlier. Silly, he's great. Which is perfect. Yeah. Just has stupid. he been canceled? Like, I mean, for like people have, tr- I, I think people have tried. Yeah. But it's just, it never sticks when it's like a 97 year old icon it's and it's nothing like, so but it's also that when people bring up stuff, stuff from the teeth. 60s yeah exactly he made Cosby, weird comments Woody to Allen, me as a woman in the teeth. 60s and i'm only talking about it now that there's a different context it's like baby that time, Which time is, the history yeah. is history i'm sorry but and there's a spectrum of <laughs> disgusting behavior Ex- yeah there's a spectrum of dis- it's still uh-oh, disgusting oh but there's a spectrum people like it's think disgusting. it's all the same yeah young frankenstein have you ever seen that I've seen so many clips. Watch, I love Terry Gar. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. See, but this is the thing that Livia always says. Like, I do and what's not go towards comedies. I don't. Oh, yeah. I don't. I'll always choose something else first. Wait, who else? Was it Olivia who said that? But somebody else but said But then that. I watched Arsenic Old, La- Old Lace recently and was like. Yeah, but that's because of Fuck the, yeah. That's the era for you. Too. I, I know. Like so I need to, to extend the golden it. Era I need easily. to extend it. You're, you're so Wesleyan pilled in that way. I know. Well, it's just true. Because you'd be like, this was golden cinema. The last it's comedies after that era don't exist. They're not good. That's not true. Because like, hmm, well, all the comedic movies I love aren't full comedies. Right. No, I mean, oh, I love Something mm-hmm. Wild. Uh-huh. Jonathan Demme. I've never seen it. It's really good. I want to watch that. It's really good. It's a I love him. But He's great. It's a comedy. <laughs> For Christ's sake. Super bad. I mean, that's a classic. That's a classic. Burn after reading, banger. Bridesmaids, obviously. Bridesmaids, heater for life. Yeah, thirteen years old now. Mean Girls. Yeah, we we've talked. We've talked. Yeah, these are these are hits. But I mean, what the fuck is the comedy? Is the mainstream comedy in twenty twenty three? Oh my god, we are down bad. No one knows. People have forgotten that it's okay to laugh at whatever. People are scared of making fun of anything because of the fucking culture. But I think... Of canceled Tina. I think it's a good thing in the long run. I think... Because if comedy can survive it, and something stronger will come out. Mm. Some real... You saw Bottoms. I didn't. What do you? What is your, what is your tie-in with that? What's, what does that sing, signal to you as far as the state of... Mainstream comedy because I feel like a lot of people were like it could have been could have been crazier could have been more fun. It's getting there. It's on the way. I'd say it's a step in the right direction. Of okay. like half of it is hilarious. I didn't see the Jennifer Lawrence movie, and I won't. It's not. Gonna, it's, I'm, no, I'm curious because no, just because like the hard R comedy is something that has d- disappeared. Not, but it. 
I didn't, they're so fun. Like, what happened to fun? <laughs> I, but I think that's so, like, fun is there. You don't have to be offensive to be fun. And maybe fun can be more it's niche. It's gone further now. where everyone's scared it's just to more even niche. be fun. It's just more niche. And it's not about <sighs> being scared to be fun. It's about, like, how do you do it in a way that's, like, why not? Because tr- I think it got so lazy. So I think it's a mm. reckoning for this lazy, disrespectful. It got there. There's some cruel tough sense ones of comedy. Two thousands, yeah. And so it's like, yeah. well, get mm. get rid of it for a minute. And I'm, I do think if it comes come back, back it'll come back stronger. Okay, I like that. I, Only because I, so. I think you'll own, you'll like you'll be like this is gonna be fucking funny and it's gonna own the shit that it's making fun of or that it's engaging with because yeah, it got so lazy record, sc- record scratch like we're talking about Dave Chappelle mo- we're mo- talking about motivated. John Apatel it started to get so lazy of like yeah. you know you know we're gonna make a offensive jokes to be offensive and now we're gonna get defensive because we're not actually no longer, being funny no you're no longer saying it you're to a, satirize or, or lighten things up like right. you're saying it to plant your flag and and, and and now, because com- you feel so, because like unfortunately, you've been, and now comedi- you feel so attacked for good reason because you are being. <laughs> comedians are just like shitty radio disc jockeys now, and those were the comedians yeah. who were making bad jokes and weren't funny, and they're but so afraid of being called out. All the good comedy out. is is right below the surface, and there it's still, and it's it's great. There's, I mean, Search um, Party, some of the most absurd. Oh Search God, Party was yeah. fantastic. The other two is great. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of even good if both shows were made by bad people. <laughs> Thirty Rock was fantastic. Like, there is a lot of. Oh yeah, they did get canceled. That search party people, right? Or the guy. Mm-hmm. There's just da, things da, da, we da. know. There's things we know that I, that aren't actually public. But the one that is public is the other two thing we had a huge scandal this last season of like how abu- how abusive and whatever the, other the creators two. are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and but then that's funny enough, thinking. all that's these what people thinking, who. Yeah work in film and TV are like, yeah, so this is basically what happens when now that like Gen Z PAs go on sets who think that conflict is abuse, who think that that any high energy stressful thing like is toxic when it's like, that's how all sets are. They're stressful. They're stressful. There's a certain level. That's what I'm saying. I, I'm not, I don't know where, which side I'm on, but like that's no, what a lot of people, that that's what a lot of people said. They were like, this all these descriptions of this are blown out like they sound yeah. like an any normal stressful set like humans are humans i think there's think? well I, this is something i really care about i don't know about the other two i don't really yeah i don't know the specifics but in general i think it's that just what notion, you expect but it's that, like they no. were rushed they were demanding they would yell at people well, uh i think that's part of the i do disagree with that in the way that I don't I think a huge problem in the film industry is that there's been this standard that is an abusive standard. Sure. And <laughs> it can be a high like but there's two sides of it, right? Mm-hmm. It can be high intensity and like I think of the I always go back yeah. to the girl set. Ooh, yeah. Which was an HBO the set. Le- like just and it was the level of respect, of mutual it respect. Was it? There. Yeah. yeah. Across PA, old Teamsters, that set was fantastic. And then I was on a different HBO set that I won't talk about. Uh, no, say what it was. I'm not gonna say. Why would you? I'll not? tell you after. I know what it was. Yeah, I know. So I'm. I want you. I'm to not say gonna it. say. It. So and I'm, it was. But see, the thing with that I, is, I want to undo something. It wasn't. There you go. It wasn't an. Uh, it wasn't an abusive set. Yeah, it was. Just, but that's. But there was it no was warmth. subscribed to a type of. Oh yeah. Working in filmmaking that is not big a set. tenable. For I mean, much bigger set. Right, so so I think that, but part not, of it. but overlap in 
like people who I like some people who worked on girls were working on that show. Oh, really? Like there was like overlap in terms of like certain oh, sure, mid man mid management, right? Because it's yeah the brand, yeah. And I think it really is because it's a top down system, and it's gonna. I mean, I think in some ways it how if it's gonna remain that. The idea that, and I think this is something that really matters to me, is like the t- the people on top say what you will about Lena Dunham. As a young, new person to the industry, mm-hmm. she fostered an, a work environment that was productive, that made a fucking quality product, mm-hmm. and people. It was an indie film set. Well, it was the vibe of an indie film set. No, but it. In a way, except that I Very think indie film like sets devolve in into what we're talking about far too much. And indie yeah. film sets replicate what we hear of a David O. Russell set, what we yeah. hear of like, yeah, you know, sure. these truly abusive sets. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah, it has to be, be even undone. more ego. It's another <laughs> thing that needs to be reckoned with. I don't think, and I agree that but the discomfort here's a qu- is I important. A, I have an interesting question. If I, if I really put on my yeah. uh, devil's advocate Camille hat okay. and say, mm. what amount of ego quote quote abuse and high emotion and intensity is inherent to an artistic project when there's an artist at the helm how is is that ever possible to get ego out completely no right and you shouldn't that's not and i think that's the conflation that bothers me is like yes the the ego is obviously required to make anything because you have to believe that it deserves to be made and it's going to come with some some hot emotions when, but when you you're dealing with to, but, making it come alive. And this is the part that I think is lost on that, is mm. to be a director or to be a producer. You also have, to have people skills. Is you're a people, yes. you're in a people job. And you're a manager. And you're unfor- a fucking manager. And unfortunately, most, a lot of uh, insular artists yes. are not people people. No. And guess what? You, know? you should not, it should Which not be. Which at that point, I feel like a lot of great... Uh, I imagine directors know that and they have crew. They have an AD. They have lead producers. Yes. They separate are their person. Exactly. And they don't need to do that. Um, But if you're reaming your AD or you're reaming your production manager, you're reaming your line producer. Yeah. That's going to trickle down. Yeah. Because then they're going to. Yes. Which is what mm -hmm. I've heard about. That is the culture of Ryan Murphy sets. Oh, I can't he's imagine. not on set, <laughs> no. But he's everybody screaming there at is disgusting because they're being it's it's bully mentality. It's the bully passing on the, the yes. horrific energy and like absolutely I, for me. Like if you're gonna be a director, you, or you're gonna be a, a producer, it that's not the standard. That should not be the standard anymore. And if it takes a Gen Z like reductionary version of it to change it somewhat it might be necessary because like yes i think work is uncomfortable Mm -hmm. especially high intensity work is uncomfortable and you should be but there are limits a good coach a good director is you feel like you're doing it for a reason you don't feel like you're just being treated like shit for no reason and I think that's the set I'm talking about where mm. it wasn't abusive but it was like the stand, no one felt the default the, was was a subhuman. little nasty totally subhuman. totally totally no one's yelling Cogs at anybody the, but like but you're just made to feel like nothing just like you're not a part of it and it's like 
the whole thing that attracts people to wanting to be involved in filmmaking is that you're a part of something bigger than yourself. And if you're just an asshole, if it's all ego, you're failing. You're not making movies. Mm. Sculpt. Mm. Paint. (laughs) Get out of a communal Mm. art form. Yeah, because it's a... Because what you said is a people... It's a social art form. And if you can't do that, I love fuck off. um, That is one thing that it seems across the board women filmmakers get more just that just that it's a so that the social aspect of directing is really important yes where the classic male thing is that like my vision tr- isn't more important than any of that yeah right like that's that's so much like like it, what it, it, the, the thing is just that it needs to get done we need to accomplish a task very external yeah. classic male but like i love kelly reichardt has said said stuff about yeah. that where like you know it, it, that it's all people it's social she's yes. like that's why because she's asked often about like working with she always works with the same team and she's like right how she's like i don't understand anybody who doesn't why do you want to make movies you have then? to have personal connections with people you have to have that she's like i could only yeah. work in a in a space of mutual respect and trust a hundred percent and i think and i think people like to and then there's, there's the greta of it all a hundred percent exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah people clown on her for being like you're little shticks like okay you wore pink you did little things on wednesday but like i love it but it That's... just shows an intention to be like we want to make sure that everyone's having fun this is hard work and because i think people like to compare filmmaking to like like what i said with the coach but the difference between sports and filmmaking is the players are getting paid more than the coach on a film set it's top down oh pay. yeah so like the director, right. the producers, the, the actors all are getting paid. Scale, yeah. Everybody under is getting paid at the bottom minimum wage. Mm-hmm. In the middle, or they're daily struggling. Whatever SAG or, or um, their mi- their DJ minimums, minimums, their Yahtzee minimums. Yeah. Like they are working a blue collar job. Yeah. So it, when you have that disparity, and you know even actors who aren't getting paid that much are being taken care of. Yeah. You're in the trailer. You're not in mm-hmm. the elements. Mm-hmm. So the Yahtzee people or the people at the PAs you have to go you have to if you're leaning into gimmick like Greta if you're going you have to do it because yeah. you're in a form where like the disparity is crippling. And why are these people there? Maybe they're young and they're working their way up and they want to be in this and, and they want to be a part of something bigger than themselves. Mm-hmm. But you, that's not enough yeah. for them to just pretend that that's what, that's what is going on. They need to be treated well and taken care of and there needs to be fun and like communal aspects to being at work in this specific context. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard. It's going to suck. It's going to be a slog. But if I, if you respect who you're working for, it matters less. Yeah, and I 100%. think that's where it starts. Percent. And I, I just think. Yeah. It's time for people to stop and being it like shows. it's expected for it to be a shitty. Yeah. Day's work always mm-hmm. or to be screamed because it takes such a small change to. Oh, and this, this reminds 100%. me of a recent story. Uh, I mean, like. Just uh, Jessica Chastain was in is in now actually two films they just announced mm. they secretly filmed another because this one was also kind of like Wavered. quietly filmed so she's partnered with this a great Mexican filmmaker who I've recently I've considered being like we should watch two of his most recent films and talk about them in the let's pod. do it I'd his name to. is Michel Franco okay and he made he's made back and forth between Mexico and America um, films in English films in Spanish for his career. He's may- maybe you know about the one with t- the t- couple with Tim Roth. One being Chronic, which maybe was on the festival circuit, yeah, yeah, and yeah. the other Sundown. 
uh, which that was one. recent, which is 2021. Okay. And then before that, New Order, which was a real controversial one, which mm. me and Ben love of that course. film. Um, but he's a very he's a very kind of uh, harsh, alienating or not? Yeah, just a distanced kind of cold aesthetic. People compare him to Hanukkah because mm-hmm. um, a, a staple of his films is really unexpected, brutal things happening. Yeah. Very matter of factly. Um, and he also, but he also has a side of him that's just like dramas, dra- hard dramas about grief and death mm. and just the, all the hard stuff. And he's made mm. this new film, Memory, which is oh, yeah, 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 Jessica yeah, yeah. Chastain yeah. and Peter Sarsgaard. He yep. just won the big Venice Best Actor Award. Um, and they've that, been yeah. talking about it. And they, him and Jessica just filmed another secret film. Or apparently they did it a few months ago, right oh. after Memory. But he, he was saying at Venice that like... Um, because he was filming in America, right? Like all these people, all these American industry people were saying like, Jessica Chastain just won an Oscar. Like she, you have to realize that she's going to expect a big trailer of this, of that. Mm. Like, like she doesn't like you're, does she realize that she's doing like an indie, indie, indie? Cause they had like no money. He's doing it for absolutely yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jessica Chastain had to be, was like, mm-hmm. no, I know that. Like, hello. Hi. I was an indie actress. <laughs> like I, I'm totally fine. She was like, I, I bought my costumes at Target for the character. You know what wow. I mean? Like, the, no trailer. Wow. She was just, she was just like there on set. Like, no benefit, no nothing, no pampering. Um, and people in the industry were warning Michelle Franco, like, she just wanted to ask us. Her, her, her ego is going to be crazy. And she's like, no, I'm, I'm here to, yeah. I'm here because I like the script. Mm. Yeah, and it sounds like she killed it. And I love that she's like done that. two films with him now. That's fantastic. That's how you know she's really about the art, even no. though of course all the all the and when <laughs> all the blind items about her being completely insane about like the award stuff. I'm like, let sure, her cook. but they also she's like a theater girl. How often does that happen to to female actors? Like, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, she's crazy. Yeah, like, oh, know. she's high maintenance. Yeah, it's like okay, right. Is she, she cares. Is she, is she hitting anybody on set? She, no, because I've heard men doing see, that on that's set. That's the thing. This that she she leads with. Image, at least the image that she's simulating is one of being right. so kind right and it's so caring. yeah and i think she's also at at the top of her game so she's it's easy target in a lot of ways but and that makes me so happy because we were fangirling over her when we saw doll's house last spring and, and like that was thank god you know what it's she just so nice Tony when you and probably threw a phone at one of her assistants and that sucks and like <laughs> but i just love to hear yeah. different forms of Respect, yeah, it's yeah. mother, yeah, mother. Should yeah. we end it with that? I think so. This was a great classic kind of free wielding conversation. Yeah, some passion. What's to to end it with? I mean, is there anything on the this year coming up that you're really excited for to Did see? You yeah. Well, you were surprised by reactions, or I mean, I first of all, I was really shocked by how positive the reactions to poor things are. I'm like, I really want to see it. And that's the thing is like, yeah, I clown Emma stone for her. And, and yet, but I'm so excited all across the board. Everyone's like her best performance, her best performance, her best performance. But that's just because in my mind, unfortunately in that movie, the favorite Olivia Coleman in the favorite Olivia Coleman and Rachel. And now she's, now she's at front and center. And, and I'm like, the movie, the wig is wigging. The wig is wigging. That black hair and the black eyebrows. I'm, and his movies, like when they when they hit, and they this hit. one looks so I'm fun. It's the first time he's Gerard, really getting. And you know, I'm a Gerard Carmichael stand. Yeah, <laughs> stand. Rami Yusuf too. No, care about him. Nope. No, our friend, our friend Peter really loves that show. I like that show. Oh, okay, well, but I, I think he is a 
to send in a Woody Allen to. Well, yeah. But not... And not Gerard. Yeah, no, he kind of escapes no. it a little bit. Gerard right. is a descendant of Bill Cosby, but he also is like, yeah, fuck Bill Cosby, of course. Well, but yeah, but. No, Gerard is his, Gerard is his, his own. He doesn't, he's very unique. He's mm. very unique. I wanted to actually watch his two HBO documentaries and do an episode on that. Oh my God. <laughs> That's, it would be we weird for you. fully become a pop, pop culture podcast. Okay. <laughs> I mean, there's just good stuff. Hitman is exciting. I want to see it. Right? I want it. Obviously, the Hamaguchi's at the top of my list. Mm-hmm. And there's obviously, obviously new Hongs coming through. Yeah. Always. I'm excited I by this. Have you novels. heard about this film, The Taste of Things? For That's kind of its new title. For the longest no. time, it was just the French title, Le Pate Fou, which is the actor, is the, it's the name of, the, of a dish. Wait, what time is the salt burn screening on Thursday? Is the what? Aren't, isn't there a salt burn screening on Thursday? Oh, aren't we doing that? Yeah. But I, I mean, I'm going to... Wait, shit. I'm going to have to get... Okay, I'm going to have to... Because I'm going to New Jersey. If, if I go to that, I'm going to have to get whatever work. Which, what time? <laughs> is, oh, yeah. But what time? It's is at it? 4.30. I don't think I can go. You don't think you can go? Because I'm screening something in Princeton at 3. Okay. I'm going to try to go. I'm anyway, try to get, sorry, I'm try everybody. <laughs> If you made it this far, once again, always. No, this God was bless actually, you. this was pretty good. We got focused eventually. Yeah, for sure. Um, sign whatever, us off. Whatever, whatever. Sign us off, sign us Priscilla, off, Priscilla, we're excited. I'm s- <laughs> you they know. Just, just added two screenings. Have have showtimes if you want to. Um, yeah, maybe Carmen. Have availability. I, maybe Carmen and I will go and see it. And the side, these are the side ones with that aren't crazy expensive. Because you know I love a Nepo baby. Girl. And I love Elvis. T. So here we go. T. Sign us off, please, though. Um. Okay. Uh. Bye, everyone. Thanks for turning to the best podcast ever made. Woo! Bye now. Cinema. Cinema.